1: Hello, everyone. This is Scott and Kyle on Leading the Charge with Believe in Chargers, only on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in L.A. and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Chargers coming off a statement win versus the potent Packers. I don't think anybody could believe that. The Bolts' defense was nasty right off the bat, and the offense, round of applause for interim offensive coordinator Shane Steichen calling a perfect game. Melvin Gordon is back to his old form, and the Chargers suddenly have new life. Is this the game that saves their season? We answer all that and bring you a look at the short week for a Thursday night divisional battle versus the Raiders. All that and more on Leading the Charge. Just a reminder that if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us on the web at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on your social media accounts. Please come find us on Twitter at TheGoodSport82 and at Emanuel 51 for all your sports-specific updates, Chargers questions you may have, and every now and more times than I can tell, you know it, a little humor. Also, in case you are interested in some of our other programming here on the Believe Network, take a listen to the LA Football Network with hosts Ryan Dyrid and Talon Graff. They are your go-to guys for all things latest on LA sports. We're always looking for sponsors as well. Shoot us a DM on Twitter and we would be happy to promote your brand on the net. Now, a little Chargers history for you. The Chargers were to host the first ever AFL National Championship game at the LA Coliseum in 1961 for the 1960 season. However, as its attendance for home games was falling below 10,000, league and ABC television officials fearing that showing empty seats in the 100,000 seat plus Coliseum might jeopardize the entire league persuaded the Chargers to give up the advantage and move the game to Houston where they lost. Now let's get on to that Chargers versus Packers game, shall we? Kyle, how's it going?
0: It's going
1: good, Scott. How are you doing? wonderful wonderful especially coming off that big upset which is kind of interesting to say you're playing a home game and it turns out to be an upset against the visiting team chargers and packers 26 to 11 win it brings the record to four and five giving up only two sacks rivers 294 yards through the air gordon 20 carries 80 yards two touchdowns three receptions for 29 yards eckler complementing that with 12 carries for 70 yards four receptions for 23 yards Mike Williams, Mr. Long Ball for three receptions, 111 yards. Hunter Henry, old reliable, coming away with seven receptions for 84 yards. Offensive coordinator Shane Steichen calling the perfect game. Kyle, what is going on with this team right now? And I mean that in a good way. (laughs)
0: Yeah, how awesome is this? I mean, I, I don't want to say I called it, Scott, but if you want to listen back to last week, I did predict this victory, although I, I don't think anyone could have predicted um, the win in, in the kind of fashion that they won this game. And they absolutely dominated the game. There's no other way to say it. They played the perfect complementary football. Um, Haley actually talked about it last week on our show, but she's talked about you know the offense, Chargers offense, keeping the ball away from the Packers offense and playing defense in that way. And that's exactly what they did. Aaron Rodgers just, just he didn't have chances, and when he did, he'd go three and out. So when the defense was out there, they played well. I mean, other than red zone offense, and I, I still think the offensive line has to clean up some things. This was a awesome game and a complete domination. I know, you know, in some
1: circles, I would even say Shane
0: Steichen was the player of the game,
1: having methodically yeah. had his offense move the ball the way they did. I mean, they looked like the Chargers of old, and when I when I'm saying old, I'm talking about the last few years that they've been pretty successful.
0: With scoring points and that defense playing Charger football, yeah, and I think you heard Philip Rivers talk about it after the game. I I do think Shane Steichen called a really good game, and props to him because I I can only imagine what it's like when all of a sudden now you're you're thrust into play calling duties. It's not easy, and I thought he played a he called a good game, but I just thought this team played with energy, especially offensively. And sometimes, you know, I can speak to this not in season, but at least uh, you know postseason I was part of a team that fired a coach and as a player you feel partially responsible you know if you could have done more if you could have won more games you feel bad about it you just do it. I mean that's the person's livelihood that they're around all the time they're they part of the Chargers family the organization you feel bad about it. and I think they came out and they played with some energy and they executed really well and that's that was the difference in the game they just executed better Gus Bradley used to say it all the time players bring the calls to life doesn't matter what you call necessarily obviously it does a little bit but the players have to come out and they have to bring that play to life. And that's exactly what they did.
1: Yeah. The coordinators are pretty much the architect and the players are the building blocks that get stacked up and uh, they have to execute. And they certainly did in this one. And I was just, I was so impressed the whole time I was watching the game. I kept thinking, Oh man, Kyle must be smiling right now. And (laughs) Haley too. And Kyle, probably like, I told you so, I told you so. You know what? Absolutely correct. I picked wrong. Not that anybody really picked wrong necessarily because everybody thought the Packers would win. But as they say, any given Sunday, and the Chargers definitely played with a chip on their shoulder with something to prove. And this, I said this the other day, by the way, this, if they go to the playoffs this year, this is the game that saved their season. You have yep. to admit it.
0: Yeah, definitely. This is this could be a season-defining game, no doubt. I I've, I've talked about it before and I've always I've always thought this team would get on a run at some point in the year. I didn't know when it was going to be. I was hoping it wouldn't be too little, too late. Um I just thought they were too talented not to get on a run. And the the scary thing for the rest of the league is the Chargers are actually getting healthier at this point. You know, they're going to get Derwin James back. They're going to get Adrian Phillips back in in a couple weeks, hopefully sooner than later. Russell Okun is back. Melvin Gordon looked Awesome. I think uh, he he, he kind of shook off those first four games, uh, the the preseason rust that he didn't get a shake off in the preseason. He shook that off and he looked awesome. and He looked like the Melvin of old, for sure, for sure. And I think a lot of that is a testament, like like we just
1: said, with Shane Steichen's game calling twenty carries. That's a Melvin Gordon style, yeah, in terms of his numbers, uh, feeding Gordon the ball, getting him those carries, having him be elusive. Obviously, the sacrifice you make is Eckler playing second fiddle, but that's what's worked for them in the past. Eckler's a great running back on his own accord, obviously, and we've seen that earlier this year. But they're getting back to like old form in terms of what the Chargers' football is all about and how they move the ball down the field. And I, I felt like I was watching them last year when that. What were they? Eleven was it eleven and five last year. Twelve and four. Excuse me, 12-4 and off a game. But that's uh, something else, something else. And then now talking about your boys, the defense gave up zero points and halted the Packer offense to double-digit yards in the first half. That is a statement right there. You had three sacks in total by Bosa and Melvin Ingram. The recipe for this win starts with the defense – and now they have a hunger to produce and come away with something special. And that's what the defense did. I mean, they were locked in the entire game for 60 minutes. I mean, it's one thing to come out come out of the gate playing this well, but they managed to do it the entire game. They just wouldn't let up, and I like what I'm seeing there.
0: Yeah, it was really awesome to see. And if you watch the the telecast on, I think it was CBS or whatever, whoever it was, was calling the game. I mean, they they highlighted Melvin and Joey almost the entire game, and for good reason. They they wrecked the game early on, especially they. I don't know if you can rattle Aaron Rodgers, but they threw him off a little bit, and that's a that was a good offensive line they were going against. It's not like they were doing it against you know guys who haven't been in this league. Blaga and uh, I'm drawing a blank on the other tackle's name. Um, I'll think of it. Bakhtiari, but th- those are good tackles. Those are tackles that have been in the league for a long time, and they played extremely well. But I cannot emphasize enough: as good as the defense played, it's because of. Well, special teams, too, but the offense, they stayed on the field. I don't know how many punts they had. I think they had like one punt in the entire game. They they just when – you, when you keep one of the best quarterbacks in the league off the field, that is the best way to play defense. And then when he did come on the field, I think they had 50 yards at halftime. So big shout-out to that Chargers defense and Gus Bradley. Definitely, definitely. And, you know,
1: if the Packers, which I'm sure they will, have any more success this season – it's all thanks to the Chargers, because you heard Rodgers after the game in his press conference. He said
0: they gave us a slice of humble pie. Yeah, definitely. That, that Packers team, I mean, to, to flip sides a little bit, I guess you could say that Packers team needed this a little bit. I think, you know, going to Kansas City, going back to Green Bay, then going all the way to L.A., um, I think I heard you know Matt LaFleur say we got in a little late. I don't know if that's an excuse or if he really just felt that way, but they they did play um a little sluggish. They couldn't stop anything. And you kind of saw that I'm sure we would have gotten to it, but that that call by Coach Lynn to take points off the board after the Packers were offsides on that field goal by Badgley and say, mm-hmm. Hey, these these guys can't stop us. If we can't get half a yard, then you know, maybe we don't deserve to win this game again. You know, just like the Titans game. And so he he takes points off the board and looks like a genius doing it because uh, They end up scoring a touchdown, and I actually, in hindsight, I like the call because you got to think about who's on the other sideline. You knew Aaron Rodgers was going to get going eventually, which he did on the one Mm -hmm. drive that did score a touchdown. He was kind of he was perfect on that drive, so I liked the call and it it worked out great for him.
1: You know, it's interesting. We're talking about that particular play when he took the points off the board. I was I was sitting in front of the TV. I have Melvin Gordon on my fantasy team, and (laughs) I. I was fired up. I was like, take those points off the board because I know Gordon can make that jump. I was like, he's not going to make the same mistake twice.
0: It's not going to be Tennessee. I promise you. And And they did it. And I picked up Badgley this week for fantasy. So I was a little disappointed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He, um, you know, with Melvin Gordon, it was interesting because at that moment, I was just like, What the heck? Why are you not going to use Gordon? And when they did, actually, when Gordon ran the ball in the end zone there, I was like, wait a second, who's number 25? And I realized, (laughs) oh my God, that's right. He switched his number from 28. And I asked you about this before the uh, podcast. And I was like, I didn't realize he actually switched his number. I'm, I'm not sure a lot of people notice that.
0: like, Because when the sun's out and everything, you don't really notice that, especially from the television. Well yeah, especially, you know, a five kind of looks like an eight if you're not directly behind him. A five kind of looks like an eight. But yeah, him he yeah, switched numbers. Joey Bosa also switched numbers from ninety-nine to ninety-seven. So they're both going back to their college days. Yeah, well, they're certainly playing like it, that's for sure. And
1: we are certainly happy to see it. There is no greater time than this time. Thursday night, division rile against the Raiders. You gotta assume this Charger team is really for lack of a better word, charged up to play this Raider team and come away with a division
0: victory. Yeah, they really are. And and Phillips said this too in in the post game and just talked about you know they're on a the roll for the first time really all season they're on a roll and and sometimes you don't like to play on Thursday. Trust me, I didn't love it, but there is there is something good about it. There's less practice; it's more walkthrough. It becomes a mental week. It's not as physical. When the game is over, it's kind of like a second bye week because you, now you're done on Thursday. You have the whole weekend off to rest your body in that way so they can use this this momentum they're playing a a pretty good Raiders team and Derek Carr has been kind of he's been really good he's kind of quietly really good this year but they have to they have to feel confident I believe I can't I believe I ended my career with four straight wins against the Raiders I could be wrong but the Chargers have had some success especially recently against this Raiders team so you have to feel good about them getting their third win in a row certainly certainly and the Raiders themselves coming off with a victory versus the Lions bringing their
1: record to 4 and 4 while the Chargers sit at 4 and 5 and this could take a turn of events in the AFC West so I'm excited to see what happens uh what do you think the team's mentality going at the black and silver for this divisional excuse me this divisional battle is after that major upset like how is the offense going to complement the defense in this game? Are we going in the same way, or how do you think they're uh, game planning
0: around this? Yeah, I think it's it's got to be similar. And something Shane Steichen did do well that I failed to mention is he he was when he did call runs, it wasn't obvious. I think you know when Phil Rivers gets under center, a lot of times it's either a play action or it's a run. He did a re- they did a really good job. The whole team. Of, of using that shotgun run game, and that was successful all day long, and they the, the Packers didn't seem to have an answer for it. So, again, Derek Carr has a really good completion percentage. He's, he's throwing the ball around Tyrell Williams, who Chargers fans know from the last four years he was a member of the team. He's playing well for the Raiders. So I think, again, once again, and you could say this for every game, though, the offense needs to complement the defense and vice versa, but they need to stay on the field and keep Derek Carr off of the field. Let's not forget
1: about Darren Waller, the baller, that tight end over there. He is really good, too.
0: He's top five in the league right now. Yeah, he's been playing really well, kind of out of nowhere, at least for me. i would never heard of the guy until this year. Yeah, he's uh
1: he was on the – I believe I mentioned this in one of our earlier podcasts. He was into drugs and drinking for a while while on the Ravens practice squad, and they kicked him off the team. Raiders took a chance on him, and I watched – um Hard knocks on HBO before the season started, and I loved seeing his story and everything. And you got, you, no matter what team you're on, you got to root for a guy like that coming into his zone and really coming back from something like that. So good for him. Yeah, it was good to see a second chance pay off. For sure, for sure. Now, we certainly have to root for Tennessee this week versus the Chiefs because let's say the Chargers get the win, the Chiefs get the loss, then it becomes a one game decision right there and that brings up an excellent showdown in Mexico City.
0: If only the Vikings could have pulled it off this last week. They had it. They were so close to beating the Chiefs last week and couldn't get it done. I know,
1: I know. But I, I see some vulnerability in the Chiefs' offense. Obviously, their defense as well. Granted, Pat Mahomes hasn't played for a few weeks, so we'll see how he comes back from that kneecap injury. Now... Just a reminder that if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us on the web at believe.com and at believe podcasts on all your social media accounts. Time for the pickums. Kyle and I's favorite time of the show. Ain't that right,
0: Kyle? Let's go. I think I did pretty well last week. I missed a couple. We both missed on the Browns, unfortunately, but I got the Ravens. I got the Chargers. Two upsets, you could say. So I'm feeling pretty good going into this week.
1: All right. All right. So we'll start out at no greater matchup than this divisional one. Yours truly at Oakland. I'm taking Chargers.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, I think we talked about it enough and you know where I'm yeah. going. I'm going Chargers again. All right. Let's keep that winning streak going.
1: Ravens at the Bengals. Ravens coming off an insane victory versus the then-lossless Patriots. Ravens are going to win this game big time.
0: Yeah, it's tough to pick a team who hasn't won a game, although the Ravens had I think they lost to the Browns earlier this year. was kind of a head-scratcher. They're coming off an emotional win, so you could see maybe being closer than you would expect, but I, I can't pick against them. I'm going Ravens. It's
1: true. It is a divisional game. AJ Green will be back, but Ryan Finley will be under center for the Bengals in this one. Uh, but I still think the Ravens are going to win. I mean, that team is pretty tricky. They're a bunch of magicians over there. Bills at the Browns. You know what? I picked against the Bills last week. I'm going to pick against them. I did. And I- how wrong was I? I get it. I get it. But <laughs> I, th- I feel like the Browns have something to prove right now. Odell Beckham is just a few yards away from a blow up game. And I think the Browns get it done here. They have the defensive tactics for it, and they have the offensive
0: prowess, but Freddie Kitchens needs to call better games. I'm picking the Browns. Yeah, I actually like that pick. Um, I I said the same thing last week when you picked the Redskins over the Bills. I'm still not a believer in the Bills, but I'm also not a believer in the Browns, so I'm going to go with the Bills. Lions at the Bears. That Bears defense is showing signs of weakness. I'm going Lions. Yeah, I keep picking the Lions, and I feel like they keep letting me down. I still think they're a good team. They let me down last week with their loss. The Bears looked decent at times against the Eagles, but I I just can't pick the Bears. I'm going to go Lions. Going Lions, all right. We agree on that.
1: The battle for New York, Giants at the Jets. I'm going to go Giants in this one.
0: Yeah, the Jets, I don't know what they did that week against the Cowboys, but they have not been able to find it since. I'm gonna go with the Giants. Although this is kind of a toss-up for me, it's not really a home or road game for either. I'll, I'll go Giants, and I don't really have a good reason. I just, I just don't believe in the Jets anymore. Well, I think the Giants have more skilled
1: players on their team, and that's kind of where they're getting their win from there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Then the, I mean, the Jets losing to Miami, they have to be at a low point in their season. Chiefs at the Titans. As much as we would like the Titans to win, I'm
1: going to have to say the Chiefs get this one, especially if Patrick Mahomes comes back.
0: Yeah, I really don't like picking the Chiefs, and they are on the road. Um, But if Patrick Mahomes is back, I think as as bad as everyone says this defense is, I do think they do a really good job of getting pressure on the quarterback, which at times can be enough. So I'm going to go Chiefs. Cardinals at the Buccaneers. You know, this is an
1: interesting matchup, and I'll tell you why. Buccaneers, as many times as Jameis Winston gets sacks, he still puts up the yards, he puts up the numbers. And even the Cardinals, they almost they almost surprised some people last week against San Francisco. I'm going to have to go Bucs just because they're the home team.
0: Yeah, I like I their defense agree. better, too. Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, the Buccaneers almost went into Seattle and won. They've been kind of a, a crazy team this year. You just don't know what you're going to get from them. But I don't know. I think the Cardinals are playing better than they have. I'm going to go Cardinals.
1: Okay. Falcons at the Saints. This one is a no-brainer, no-Sainter. Saints all the way. Yeah, I don't think I need to say much about this one. I will go with the Saints. Dolphins at the Colts. I said this a few weeks ago. When the Dolphins played, the Redskins had – Fitzmagic played that entire game. He only came in towards the end. I think the Dolphins would have beaten the Redskins in that one, but he's playing now the whole game. I'm still going to
0: take the Colts, but I still think the Dolphins put up a good fight. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I'm going to take the Colts, but I think this is closer than you would think, especially if uh, Jacoby Brissett is out again. Um, yeah. I think the Colts win, but I think it's closer than, than people might think.
1: Next up, we got Rams at the Steelers. I'm taking the Rams in this. I think they're gonna move the ball much better than the Steelers, and not having Big Ben back there kind of helps excuse me kind of hurts the Steelers moving the ball, even though they've done some good things in the last few weeks, granted it was against weaker defenses, but I like
0: the Rams away this if this is a tough one for me again um. The Steelers have been playing really well lately, and I think they're a better team. I think losing Big Ben obviously has hurt them a lot this year, but they've been playing well. The Rams are on the road. It's a long it's a long uh, plane ride. I'm going to go Steelers at home for the win. All
1: right, Steelers
0: at home for the win
1: from Kyle. Panthers at the Packers. Now that's another interesting one. Panthers are posting some good points. They're having a great season, but I think the Packers rebound in this
0: one. Yeah, this is uh, this is kind of a good week. I feel like there's a lot of toss-up matches, um, other than maybe yep. the Saints and, and Falcons. Um, I oh this I, since it's at Green Bay, I think the Packers bounce back. Um, I do like this Panthers team, but I'm gonna go Packers. All right, Packers, it will be
1: Vikings at Dallas. I'm taking the away Vikings in this one. They're gonna saddle up and go there and get that win especially with that stout defense Dallas has shown signs of weakness lately and even against the Giants yesterday minus that defensive touchdown at the end of the game I think the Vikings will get back on top here
0: yeah I want to pick the Cowboys in this um but a lot of Vikings fans here so I always tend to just pick against them just for fun but on the radio show that I have earlier in the week I did pick the Vikings so I'll stay true to that and I'll go Vikings All right. And then the
1: most exciting game of the week, in my opinion, Seahawks at the Niners. Seahawks obviously have losses this year. The Niners do not. They're the last remaining unbeaten team in the league. But I'm going to go ahead and say this. uh, Excuse me. The Niners get their first loss this time. Seahawks have been there. They have the grit. Russell Wilson just has that will to
0: win vibe. Yeah, this is gosh, another tough one and I this is a hard one to pick. I think either way whoever wins this game it's going to be like three points or maybe a touchdown late. It seems like the Seahawks even though they're seven and two, they always like they did last week against the Buccaneers, they made it really close. But I just can't pick against the 49ers until they lose a game. They've just looked too good to me uh this season so I'll go 49ers. Seahawks for me,
1: 49ers for Kyle. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time for listener questions let's get it started jill from ventura asks are the charges for real or
0: was that win versus the packers a fluke kyle your take well i, I touched on it earlier i do not think that was a fluke I, I don't think the packers obviously didn't they did not play well in that game but it was less about what they did and more about what the Chargers did i thought they looked really good and like i i keep saying i think this team's going to get on a roll so Definitely for now, I think the Chargers are for real. I do not think that was a fluke. I'm going to have to say the same thing.
1: They've been on to something for a few weeks now, even in losses, but they just had to figure out their offensive play-calling patterns, and they've clearly done that with Steichen doing his interim job, and he's done a damn good job for what it's worth with one game. So no, I don't think it's a fluke either. I think they go into Oakland and they get the win as well. David from Hollywood asks – are we to expect the same output
0: from this defense versus the Raiders? Yeah, to me, um, it, again, it's gonna it's gonna focus on. I got to focus on the offense, and I think if the offense runs the ball with Melvin and, and does the, does the awesome things they do with Austin, get Hunter involved, the weapons go on and on. If they can get those guys involved and stay on the field, I see no reason why this defense doesn't have another good game. It's going against the Raiders. It's a team they know um offense they're familiar with a place they're familiar with it's the last time they'll ever play there in the black hole it's a it's a fun place to play i mean uh, i've been the energy is awesome the fans are going to yell at you and probably throw things at you but it's it's a fun place to play (laughs) so i think uh i I don't know if they can duplicate that game against the packers i mean that was kind of unbelievable i don't know if you can expect 50 yards every week in the first half from the opposing offense but i still think they play well and definitely play well enough to win
1: yeah i agree I think the defense is going to play well enough to win this game. They may even play pretty dominant. We'll find out. But I expect a similar pressure style that the defense brings and the offense as well. The offense has really got to move the ball and stick to the basics just like they did in the previous game. Mike from Temecula asks, do you think it phases the fans more than the team itself
0: that the away team's fans occupy more of the space at home games? Ooh, Now that's a good question. I would have to say yes. I think it just I'm just trying to put myself in the in the fan's shoes. Obviously, I've been in as a player and it's not fun. You obviously would want to have more home fans, but there's still some Chargers faithful that when things are going well, they're loud and you can hear them and you could even hear them in this this last game. Um, But as a fan, you got to think I I feel like it would be kind of weird to be surrounded by the opposing team's fans. In your own stadium, especially when it's the Raiders. We haven't got to that yet, but the Raiders fans are kind of obnoxious. Like that's just that makes it it makes it hard to kind of attend the game, I think. And it, it makes it harder to, to be loud um, unless things are going well. But the fans that have shown up, you know, big shout out to them. They've been they've been really good. The, the ones that are there in the stadium.
1: Yeah, I think the team really just blocks out the noise either way, whether they're on the road or at home. I mean, you could yep. technically make a case that they have 16 away games <laughs> just because they get 80% of the opposing team's fans coming here when they're playing their home games. But I don't think it really fazes them. They're all professionals out there. They get paid for this. You know, I don't think it's going to be that much of a detriment as to it being the... Uh, final result of the game yeah as a play
0: yeah as a player you want an electric atmosphere and like i said obviously you want that to be your fans but it doesn't matter you want to you go out there and play football and it's fun to play football regardless of who's in the in the stands. so um I, i mean i can speak from experience this team's been really good on the road especially last year we were really good on the road so um it doesn't matter who's in the stands as a player you go out and do your job right you are
1: you know it's interesting. Uh, aside from football, right now, speaking of charging up, I get charged up every time I watch the Terminator movies. I'm going to go see Dark Fate um, probably on Monday since it's Veterans Day. But you like the Terminator movies, Kyle?
0: Um, unfortunately, I, I'm not going to say I don't like them, but I have not followed them. No, but um, if, if get out of here, come on, <laughs> <laughs> go charges, go, uh. get to the. Ch- Charges. Get to
1: the charges. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, I, got, uh, I got my fiance, um, into watching them. She saw them a long time ago, but now we're just like revisiting them. Uh, we watched the first one the other night and we're in the middle of the second one right now the extended version. So they got a lot of deleted scenes, which I like.
0: I like it. I mean, if you're going to, if you, if you're going to put your, your seal of approval, your stamp of approval on it, I might have to give, I'll, I'll have to get after them. I know there's how many are there now? Uh, there's a total of five, but you only really
1: dark fate. The new one is a direct sequel to T2 judgment day. So you only really have to watch w- the original <laughs> T2 judgment day, which is actually one of the first movies I ever watched in the movie theater it was 1991. And yeah. And then just see dark fate as a up. But I did like terminator salvation. The one with Christian bell. That was great. The other terminators number three was all right. And I did not like Genesis. Genesis was a stinker. But definitely the original T two, and I haven't seen Dark Fate yet, obviously. But that's what I'm going to see because it is the direct sequel. But Salvation was really good as well.
0: Kind of kind of reminds me of Marvel. Like for a while, they're trying to catch up with all the Avengers and all the individual movies. Now I know Terminator doesn't have that many, but I I enjoyed them. But it was just so hard to keep up, and I felt like I watched the last movie before I I missed like two previous, so I had to kind of like piece it together a little bit. Yeah definitely take a
1: watch it'll give you a good escape and yeah I'm really uh I feel strongly about this Chargers and Raiders game coming up I think the Chargers get it done and we're gonna get up to a five and five record and see where the season takes us
0: yeah I'm excited for it I think it's gonna be a, a good game and and uh it, it's funny because just a couple of weeks ago the Chargers are sitting at two and five and people are asking you know is this season over and hold them you know it's it's not it's it's a cliche but it's not over till it's over and they they still have a really good they even have a chance they obviously have a chance to win this division so and and besides aside from that they have a chance at a wild card so still a lot to play for which is always fun as a player as a coaching staff um when you still have those goals out in front of you yeah the division is very
1: much well in hand to take just because the Chiefs have lost more games than we thought and like I said Mahomes being out didn't exactly help their cause. Moore has filled in quite nicely for them
0: yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, he's looked good. I mean especially for a guy coaching high school football. Um just a couple couple of months ago he's looked really good but I mean not that obviously the team won't look ahead but we can look ahead Scott. The the really big game obviously if they can get this one done is in Mexico City against the Chiefs. Regardless of what the Chiefs do against other teams, Chargers still have two games against them. If they can win those two that's those are, was, those are the games that are going to really decide the, the division. For sure. Definitely.
1: Well, folks, thanks again for listening, as always. And I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. I'm Scott. And I'm Kyle. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great night. Leading the charge. Bye-bye.